0: And I'm your host Doug Finch. Yes, I am back and boy does it feel good. With me for this week 14 breakdown edition of Fan POV is America's favorite co-host, my good friend, Jake Skains. Jake, how are we doing today, man?
1: I'm finding Danny like sour candy, my friend. I'm uh, happy to uh, have you back, my friend. I won't lie to you. I speak for the uh, listening audience that uh, last week was a little rough without you, my friend. I won't, uh, I
0: won't beat around the bush on that one. Don't fool yourself. I talked to many people. They told me you held on the fort just fine uh i say we just hop back into things right back to normal you know what i mean today we're gonna deep dive all things work week 13 get some locks of the weeks 14 week 14 why do i keep saying week 13 i said it to you a couple times today week 14 get some lock of the weeks and just try to have some fun but first i want to start this week's episode off by recapping last night's thursday night football game between the New England Patriots and the Los Angeles Rams, which resulted in a twenty-four to three Rams victory. Jake, what was your biggest takeaway from last night's game? man?
1: Not a whole lot, to be honest. Uh, I think you and I were talking before the game. Honestly, it seemed like that kind of that style of game with uh, the under hitting pretty heavy. Uh, I I won't lie, I was a little surprised by uh, the lack of offense by uh, New England. Um, I understand that they're not the greatest uh, greatest things in sliced bread, but I mean, dude, they just did nothing on offense whatsoever. Um, your boy Jared Goff actually had a decent game. They let Cam Akers just run like crazy. What'd he have? 100, 170, yards a 171
0: game? rushing yards, man.
1: Woo. uh he must gain some after I turned that stuff off. But uh yeah, I mean I was a little surprised. I thought that uh Belchick would uh scheme up some stuff. He's uh ten and one on uh Thursday night football games coming into this game. So now we can add a, a two to that uh loss record, but Yeah, man. I mean, I won't say the the Rams looked that great, but they did what they had to do. You know, they had that uh, pick six for seventy eight yards, and uh, it is what it is. I guess. Yeah, I mean, mean,
0: it's about time people start putting respect on my man Jared Goff's name again. We've said this many times. This is a conversation for another podcast. But just know, some respect is due, man. Respect is due. It's it's past time.
1: So, I want to bring this up because you bring up your boy Goff. The the episode you missed last week, I want to just point this out. Everybody wants to bust on Carson Wentz for uh, his turnovers and everything. So, since last season, so we're adding last season in 2019 up to 2020, uh, Carson Wentz has 35 turnovers, right? Jared Goff in that same exact time has 38. So, I'll just throw that out to you. My friend and I, uh, all our listeners heard that last week, but – put that out there for you but we can we can move on though. Just want to just want to leave that hanging right there. I mean that's
0: that's a great stat but Carson Wentz also isn't leading the NFC the NFC West. So True, but it, it is what it is, you know what I'm saying? He can't even would, win the NFC East. Yeah, I mean God bless your giant though. They're definitely doing that right yeah, now. You got that right. You got right, right? I guess okay, well, with that being said, I see we hop right into week 14, man. Amen. So first you guys, the game, first game Yep. First game we're going to talk about today. I'll start it off. Don't worry. I'll start it off. First game we're going to talk about today is Tennessee traveling down to Florida to take on the Jacksonville Jaguars. The line is currently sitting at Tennessee as the minus seven and a half point road favorite. Jake, is it your takeaway from this one, man?
1: I would say that I don't like the hook very much, um, especially with it being in Jacksonville. It's uh, It's very noted in the gambling community that... Teams that are traveling to the state of Florida at this time of year, especially in December with the humidity, tend to wear out a little quick. I think Tennessee, though, with the 7.5, I don't like to hook my – like I said, um, Jacksonville has done a good job of keeping up with the spread. I like Jacksonville with the 7.5 at home. I would say that Tennessee wins this game. They definitely need it, especially after that uh, dismal performance against uh, the Browns last week. You know, credit to the Browns. They came out and did their thing, but, uh, you know – Tennessee came back a little bit at the end of the game in the second half and showed a little bit, uh, a little bit of fight. That being said, though, the fact that they lost, they need this like, uh, like you and I need oxygen right now. So Tennessee wins this game, but uh, I'll, I'll give Jacksonville the seven and a half. I, I don't mind. Uh, uh, I'm sorry, Mike Glennon at quarterback. Yeah, Mike Glennon, yep. He hasn't looked bad, man. I, I won't lie. The last two games I watched him, and he looks pretty legit. So. I would say Tennessee doesn't necessarily cover this one. They just need the W.
0: They'll get it. But uh, I, I like Jacksonville with the 7.5 at home. Yeah, I think I've decide with you on this one. I do like Jacksonville plus the 7.5 at home. Just because, I mean, there's humidity down there. Don't get me wrong. I think, I think they can keep it close. And even, even if they don't keep it close, that 7.5 with that hook, it just leaves it open to a backdoor cover. So from a betting perspective, I think Jacksonville plus 7.5 is the play. But what the real play to me is – this is like the perfect teaser spot.
1: Take I Tennessee down to one yep. and a
0: half, one if you can catch them at seven, whatever it might be. They're going to win this game. I don't know by how much. They could very easily cover this spread. This is not a game I'll be touching unless I tease Tennessee down to 1.5.
1: Yeah, definitely a tease opportunity. So the next game is my uh, dismal Dallas Cowboys I'm going to Cincinnati. I think I told you this is the, uh, the quadruple uh, R's. We got the Red Rifle Redemption Run. Dallas is currently a three-and-a-half-point favor on the road going to Cincinnati. I mean, to be honest, there's not very often that I am uh, high and optimistic about my Cowboys, but uh, I feel like in this situation, I know we're off a Tuesday game and we got a lot less rest, but what does Cincinnati have right now? They just look like complete garbage the last two weeks without uh without Joe Burrow at quarterback. Um, I know Dallas doesn't exactly bring a whole lot to the table, but... I just feel like this is an opportunity for us. Uh, it's two nowhere teams going nowhere. You know what I mean? It's kind of like one of those situations where why not? I mean, we at least got the firepower on offense, uh, both dismal defenses. I just think that we can – we'll do something in this situation, and, and we'll probably cover
0: those. to be honest. The one thing I will say is Dallas still has a chance to win this division. As crazy as it sounds, they would need a lot to happen, but they do still have think- something to maybe play for. I think you mean as sad as that zone. I mean, yeah, it, it it is sad for sure. But they at least have something to play for. Uh, also, it doesn't matter if it's fin- Finley or Brandon Allen. This Cincinnati offense is terrible, man. No matter who's at quarterback, I actually like Dallas minus three and a half a lot. I actually contemplate to make them my best bet, but I just can't lay points with the Dallas Cowboys as the best bet. There's no way, not this team. Um, yeah, that- but I but I do like Dallas minus three and a half a lot. I will say that.
1: Yeah, I was gonna say it's pretty wise to uh, never want to lay points on a, a garbage team like that.
0: I, I just feel like uh, also like, like I said, I know I said the quarterbacks are dismal, but that's where you beat Dallas is by taking advantage of them on defense. And I just don't think this this team can. I don't I don't think they can take advantage of Dallas on defense. And we saw some life out of that Dallas offense last week. Well, they weren't. I mean, they weren't great, but they were a team that can move the ball against a Cincinnati defense.
1: Yeah, for sure. I mean, they looked decent in the in the first half against Baltimore, but then, you know, everything came to fruition and you know, if Greg Zerline was worth uh was worth anything, you know, what do you have? Three missed field goals in that game, Jimmy yeah. and Jilkers. There's a reason that uh the Rams let him go, I guess.
0: For sure, for sure. For well moving on, ooh, I get to introduce this one. Yep, I was waiting for it. We got the West Coast Arizona Cardinals traveling about as far east as they can. To MetLife to meet my New York Giants. Yes, yeah, Jake, I will say it this week. My New York Giants, the same New York football Giants that are on a four game winning streak, five and seven, leading the NFC East, coming off of a defensive beatdown on, the, on Russell Wilson and the Seattle Seahawks. My New York Giants. Arizona Cardinals laying two and a half. What do you think about this one?
1: <laughs> I mean, to be honest though, uh, I like your Giants in this situation. I don't know that uh, Kyle Murray, he has looked kind of banged up the last couple of weeks. I mentioned in last week's podcast, the one that you uh, weren't around for, unfortunately. Um, Kyler, he, his shoulder, he's had some shoulder issues since the, uh, I'm trying to think of the game that he got banged up in. Um, t- three weeks ago. Uh, man, who was it against? I don't even remember now. I want to say. Yeah, it, since- was,
0: um, it was the game after the Buffalo game. Or was it Correct. during the Buffalo game? They heard? No, no, it was a no. game after the Buffalo game. Who did yeah. they play? They played – after the Buffalo game, they played – hold on. I will tell you in about two seconds. Sorry for the listeners. You know, sometimes it's live on air. After the Buffalo game, they played Seattle. Yeah, it was a Seattle game. It was prime primetime game. Yeah,
1: he got banged up on that one. Yeah. It was a, it was a since, Thursday
0: night game, wasn't
1: it? Yeah, that was a Thursday. You're right. You're right. You're right. Yeah, yep. So that being said, so they've – he's looked uh, a little banged up. His shoulder doesn't seem like to be the same way. He hasn't been –
0: as he's not optertum- running
1: the ball. Yeah, I was gonna say he's not opportunistic to be running the ball as much as he has, and even when he throws it, you can see a little bit of hitch of it in his shoulder. And your Giants, man, dude, they are they're number f- they're number four in the pass defense in uh, DVOA as far as defense. Uh, I mean, you guys have been doing your thing. I think I told you before. It's crazy to think that you guys are nine and three against the spread right now. Uh, Ten and three, excuse me. No, nope, I lied. Nine and three going into this game. Nine and three going yeah. into this game. Uh, the fact that Arizona's Going across country on a 1 p.m. East Coast time. That's 10 a.m. body time. You know, I love my body times. I like the Giants at home, plus two and a half. you're going to give that to me. The big question is, and you would know this better than I would, there's been a lot of rumors about Daniel Jones playing. Is he official with that hamstring? It, still or? Just seems,
0: it seems up in the air. I don't know. He keeps saying he's going to test it out. I would lean that he doesn't play, truthfully. But, I mean me. – I guess we'll see. I don't really know. Joe, Joe Judge is kind of keeping it close to the vest. I'm not 100% sure, to be honest.
1: Smart. Yeah, I was going to say, to be honest, uh, Colt McCoy did not look too terribly bad last week, to be honest. I, I mean, mean that,
0: defense just, that defense just kept us alive. Let's be real. He only had, what, 100. Oh, I think he had 171 passing yards. I mean, mm, that's not going to get it done against some of the better teams. But with the, same the way time though, defense is playing, it did get it done. He just didn't lose the game, which is all we could really ask him to do.
1: Same time though, I don't, I don't find Arizona's defense to be any better than Seattle's. And you're at home right now, and you were at Seattle last week, and you guys did your thing. No, I for like sure. Two, I mean,
0: yeah, I, th- I think I like the Giants the two and a half. I agree with you. I'm, I was just saying that
1: what that what the hell has happened that I'm actually backing your New York Giants and talking them up right now? Like what? Well, world four we in a row. Right what do you
0: mean? What's happened? That's what's happened. Four in, I'm in a row. Playing that, great defense. James Bradbury out there locking up any receiver that can that dare step across from him.
1: I'm just saying, in what realm is a Dallas Cowboys fan talking up to the New York Giants right now? You know what I mean?
0: I don't know, but at the start of the year, it was the exact opposite. and It is a weird life to life to live, a weird path to walk, that's for sure.
1: Right. Speaking of weird weird walks, the next game on the docket is uh, Houston going to Chicago. Houston is on the road in, in Chi-Town as a one-and-a-half-point favor. What do you think about Deshaun Watson's uh, redemption? Uh, I won't say redemption, but his revenge, thanks-for-not-drafting-me
0: game. Okay, what I want to know is how is this game only a one and a half point favorite for Houston? I get it. Both these teams are bad. They don't have much to play for. But Chicago, I mean, there's they there's no more fight in this team, right? I mean, after what happened last week, it's over. Is it? Is it not?
1: I mean, I've been saying that for the last three weeks, to be honest.
0: I yeah, but I mean, they they fought hard last week. That defense played well in the first half, started to get beat right. up on in the second right. half, and Mitch gave the ball away and and the red zone Full- again. Like I mean. Or gave the ball to the other team to allow them to be in the red zone at the end of the game. That's what I meant. My bad.
1: Full disclosure for the listeners: even though Doug wasn't on the episode last week, we were still talking to each other as we always do. He's only back in. He's only trying to make uh, Chicago sound that much better because he actually had Chicago, and I was one trying to tell him that. Well, that's
0: one thing. Let's be real. Okay, they hurt me bad last week. They hurt me bad. Let's just. I mean, let's just put it out there. I had them. On the third leg of a parlay, we're not going to say how much it was for or what it, what it was or what it wasn't, but they were the third leg of a three-team parlay, and they looked like they were going to cover that two-and-a-half all game, or the three points all game, and they just completely blew it at the end. I mean, it, it's yeah. over with them There's no more fighting them. I won't bet them again, that's for sure. I'm taking Houston minus the point, point-and-a-half, point wherever you see it, whatever you can get.
1: Yeah. Point and a half right now. Um, I agree with you. I think Deshaun Watson's that just, you know, tears above obviously Mitchell Trubisky. And I think he has a little uh, chip on his shoulder about the fact that they never drafted him. I heard in uh, in an interview, he basically said that even in the draft going into that draft, Chicago didn't even make a, any attempt to like talk to him, like interview him, give him like any sort of any, any time of day, basically like he, Basically just kind of shit on him and excuse my language. Uh basically just poo-pooed on him and said, uh, yeah, we're not gonna even like take the time to interview. And he he's was a little upset about that, I guess, you know. So I see him coming out in this game and uh and doing some damage.
0: Yeah, obviously day, like, obviously it didn't take Debo's advice. He called him the Michael Jordan of quarterbacks.
1: You know, especially in the city of Chicago too. You would think that, you know. Man.
0: All right.
1: So what do you got for the next one, buddy boy?
0: Moving on to the next one, we got the Denver Broncos, again, traveling cross-country to play on, play the Carolina Panthers. Uh, Carolina is laying three as the favorite here. Uh, what do you think about this one? Denver going to Carolina, kind of a weird one. It
1: is a very strange one.
0: Um, I'll give
1: it to Denver. Uh, they definitely put up a fight last week against Kansas City. I don't know if that was just a, a product of uh, divisional rivals or whatever, but I feel like, you know, they're playing, they're playing for Vic Vangio. I think they like their situation. I, I think they still have morale. Carolina, I'm a little intrigued. Uh, it's still not officially listed if, uh, run CMC. Uh, Christian is gonna be playing this game. He's not playing, think,
0: man. There's no way.
1: See, uh, see, I've seen, I've heard the opposite. I, even in my fantasy lineup, he's, uh, uh he's not
0: big, today. Yeah. Today, um, What's his name? Matt Rule came out and said he doesn't expect him to play.
1: <sighs> that's such a bummer, dude.
0: Yeah, it it does suck. Um, I just think they're being overly cautious with the Let's be real; they don't have anything to play for. They don't. Want Plus, to they also, yeah, yeah. Head- Carolina running back Christian McCaffrey not expected to play versus the Broncos. I thought I saw that one to make sure. He, head coach Matt Rule says do not expect it.
1: Yeah, but that's also coach talk too. But right for sure. Know. But I mean, yeah, well, like you said though, um, they also have 120 million dollars invested in them, so there's a exactly. little bit of you know kosher there but not to mention they uh, look like they're a team
0: that can contend fairly quickly the way that Matt Rule is building this team you know I mean
1: yeah they definitely they're definitely young and they definitely have uh a little bit of swagger to them. Uh they just need uh experience I feel like uh that being said man like you said there's no there's no upside for either of these te- either of these teams in their divisions. They're not gonna go to the playoffs either of them. I would take Denver with the three and a half just because of the hook. Uh, you know, I, again I don't like the 10 a.m. body body clock time, but uh I mean they got some firepower. I like what they have on offense, and their defense has not been playing that terribly bad,
0: to be honest. Um, I'm gonna take the three and a half just because of the hook. So from a betting perspective, I probably won't touch this game. I would take the points with Denver just because I don't think I'm a McCaffrey list Carolina team deserves to be laying points, but what I will say is this Denver offense is look abysmal. Drew Locke's terrible. Can't get the ball to anybody. Jerry Judy looks amazing, but they just can't get the ball to him. Uh la- last week he had one he had one catch on one, I think, or two targets. Uh they just I don't I don't know what's going on over there. Drew Locke just does not look to be the answer. Um I could see Carolina winning this in a nail biter, and the three, the three does look good on that side, but it looks like it's moving up. It could be going three and a half or even even higher by game day. I just, I would take Denver from a betting perspective, but I do think Carolina squeaks this one out. Well, see, I have it at three and a half right now. Um, see, I see threes all over the board. I see some three and a half. I see, yeah, I see it opened at four. I see three threes and three three and a half. That's why I didn't. Yeah, I guess
1: you're
0: right. I guess the consensus right. says three. I'm not 100% sure. It's a tough one. Yeah, it looks like it's moving up to three and a half, though.
1: The fact that it opened at four, though, means people are obviously bet Denver. Right. Next. It's just. It's a tough one. Next game on next game on the uh, on the list here we got Minnesota Vikings going to Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay is off a bye week right now. At home, Tampa is a six and a half point favor. I love this for especially for the teaser aspect. Tampa off a bye, they need this win. Like any, like we mentioned before, like you and I need uh, oxygen. I, I like Tampa in this already. I'm just gonna say it out loud that Tampa six and a half. Minnesota to me, I just don't like their uh, their secondary. You know, I know they got Harrison Smith. I love him. But other than that, you know, they just lost so much. I just, man, I just don't see Minnesota keeping up with them. Minnesota lost to my Cowboys. That's all I got to say.
0: You can lock this one up. This is my lock of the week. I'm taking Tampa Bay minus six and a half. Right. Brady off a of bye. Arians off a of bye. You know, they're going to throw a couple wrinkles in that offense. Not to mention Brady's an older quarterback. This team in general seems like a labored team, even though they're they're fairly young and all the trench spots, but so they just they just seemed like they were they were on the rise and then they kind of plateaued for a little bit. They started on the decline. It seemed like the bye came at the perfect time for them is what I'm trying to get at. Yeah, they, they need to – Minnesota a is not that good. They almost lost to Jacksonville last week. They let Mike Glennon the- do whatever that he wanted at quarterback last week. This my, my Minnesota defense is terrible. I think Tampa Bay can name the score they want to put on the scoreboard. And then if that is the case, if I'm reading this game, right, that means the game is in Kirk Cousins hands. That's not, something I my trust. I'm taking Tampa Bay minus the six and a half. Get it while you can. I, once it gets to seven, it's a little harder to read, but with, with the play where, I mean, the touchdown still wins this. I love Tampa Bay.
1: Yeah, I agree hundred percent. Um, you I mean you mentioned all the points, especially them coming off of buying everything. As long as they can keep Minnesota from running a thousand yards with Dalvin cook, I think they'll be okay. Uh,
0: on to the last uh, 1 p.m. game, right?
1: Uh that is correct.
0: So we got uh Kansas City going oh man, going way down south to play Mike's Fishies, the Miami Dolphins. Kansas City is a seven and a half point favorite. Man, I, I, I wanna hear I was gonna break this down first because I, I do like I do have a side I like in this game, but I really want to hear what you have to say about Mike's Miami Dolphins. What do you think about this one, Jake?
1: Number five, or excuse me, number four pass pass defense, pass defending defense right now is Miami. Uh, since Byron Jones came back. I like Miami in this one, seven and a half. Now, to me, it's more a factor of Tua and if he can play with the big boys or not right now. I'm not saying he's in that situation to be to do that, but I think their defense can keep him in this game if Tua can be serviceable. How maybe like, they want to just put Fitzpatrick in and say, hey, look, man, we're going to give the vet who doesn't you know give a damn and just let him sling the ball around. But I think Miami can keep with them, to be honest. Kansas City does not cover spreads, though. Like I said, like the, they are 0-4 against the spread in the last four weeks. I mean, they were 14-point favorites against Denver last week and barely won that, what, six-point game they don't they don't Kansas City does not put points up like that I guess like as much as they can I don't think they need to and they know they I don't mean, need to
0: the Tampa Bay game was a perfect
1: uh perfect example perfect
0: example they put up 17 in the first quarter they outscored them 17 to 7 in the first quarter then got outscored 17 to 7 the rest of the game
1: right and i said i said that uh last week in that uh, episode i did solo um is there any question to anybody out there that they couldn't have put up fifty against Tampa yeah, for Bay? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they don't. They're not. In, they're not in the business of uh, us gambling degenerates out there and helping us out. I think that they just are coasting along, and they know that they need to preserve themselves for you know an actual run at the at the big boy prize. What? I, yeah, I like. I was gonna say I like Miami seven and a half at home. Uh Xavier well, Howard's been killing it for them. What's he got? Mike, where are you at right now? I think that he has what nine interceptions on the season right now? Xavier Howard?
0: Yeah, that's crazy. That's actually a nuts. That's a wild number.
1: What were we gonna say though before I interrupt you? Was I, w- that I was sad? just
0: gonna I was gonna say this. This game to me symbolizes more than just what we watch on the screen. This shows and I, this is not me crapping on Miami, Mike. I swear I'm not. They came a long way and they've earned my respect. This shows why the NFL is Madden at this point. It's turned into Madden. It's all offense and no offense. Defense really does not matter. I have a stat for you that's going to be crazy. The Baltimore Ravens at seven and six, right? Or seven and five. No, seven and six. Seven and six. At seven and six have a top three defense and a top three running game. Yet they're seven and six. You wanna know why? Because passing is all that matters in the NFL now. You can do so much misdirection and, and just so much, so much um, confusion can be caused through the past nowadays with, with the rule set and the way they let you motion and the way you can call plays and who you can say is eligible and isn't eligible. Kansas City will have no problem beating Miami this week simply because Miami doesn't have it in them to throw a 30 ball on the board without their defense getting them a score. They have no chance. I mean, maybe you think differently, but I think there's no way Miami puts up 30 points, not against anybody, without a defensive or a special team score. That's just it, they, though.
1: They've been they've been doing others. every single week. Yeah, but they've been doing it every single week with the defensive slash. And, special and, what, team and score. what does that
0: tell you? I mean, that that just can't keep up. I mean, this is going to. be I'm telling you, it's going to be the perfect example. I'm going to side with Kansas City minus seven and a half, only because I know they they don't do a good job covering the spread they haven't they put up points and then it seems like they take their foot off the gas but Miami I mean what what number is Miami going to put up that's going to be going to beat Kansas City I don't think there is one there's no way they scored enough points to beat this team and I I don't think anyone can shut them out I, like I said I'm going to take Kansas City in the points
1: yeah I would say it's such an anomaly though like I said even though they're they're own four against the spread the last four weeks I mean there's no question that Kansas City could cover all those spreads. they just don't they just don't care you know what i mean so as a team that i would certainly would not be betting on a, in any time in the future uh so the next game is the, the start of the uh, four o'clock games i want to take this one because this is my lock of the week you got the indianapolis colts going out to lala or me, not lala land uh las vegas viva las vegas and sin city to play the raiders indianapolis on the road is a, a minus three favor I actually am locking up Indianapolis minus three. I've said it, I've said it before, and I'll say it again. If you give Philip Rivers a team on the opposite side that cannot uh, rush rush him whatsoever, he can do damage. He is going to destroy the Raiders. I don't see anything in the Raiders that I liked. I know they won against the Jets in what was that last five second? Greg Williams trying to get fired situation against the Jets right. last week and the week before that got, you know, blasted by uh, Atlanta. I just, man, Indy's playing for something right now. Vegas is not nearly – Vegas is not a good team. I'm sorry. Like, you know, I, I understand the record is, what, 7-5. and five. They're not good. I'm sorry. Indy's going to go in there and just and, and just boat race them, I feel like. This is my lock of the week. Minus three, Indianapolis.
0: Yeah, I agree with you again, uh, not to, like – Go to chalk here, but Indy just seems like to play at minus three. I mean, like you said, Las Vegas just isn't a good team. They're a Mirage, man. They know how to beat up on the bad teams, and Carr plays well against the bad teams. But anytime there's any resistance to Carr, and it's shown the last couple of weeks. I mean, he has not looked good the last two three weeks. Uh, anytime there's any resistance to him, he's just he folds. I like Indy. I'm just gonna keep it that simple. Indy minus three. I like your best bet of the week. I, like I was gonna say it.
1: The fact that T.J. Watt has more QB pressures as an individual than uh, all of Las Vegas's front four on defense, as far as uh, you know, QB pass rushing and uh, disrupting the pass or whatever.
0: Man, that Once, that's crazy. Because I thought uh, I thought John Gruden, Gruden knew more than us when he gra- when he drafted uh, Cleveland Farrell at number three. What happened there?
1: Yeah, right. The same guy that also took over to- Tony Jun- Tony Dungy's uh, greatest uh, Tampa Bay defense. Back in the day, and got all the credit for that.
0: Yeah, it's just so weird because uh, he told us he knew more than us. He told us that everyone liked Cleveland Farrell, like he did. All the people had him on the draft board. If he didn't draft him there, he was never gonna. Right, or in the third round. Yeah, great pressures, creating great pressure up front. All right, we'll we'll move on to the next game, dude. That that's a good best that for you. I like that. I think I think we broke down that one really nicely. I, I think everything you said is right about Philip Rivers, all that. The next thing we'll move on to is wow we got the new york jets traveling to the west coast to take on the seattle seahawks you got seattle minus 13 and a half point favorites what do you do here man can you even can you bet this from a betting perspective or
1: to be honest if it wasn't for the fact that they lost last week to your uh boys in blue and the in the giants I would be a little apprehensive, but this is a get-right game for them. I mean, they need to get some confidence back in that squad. This is the perfect uh, team to do it against with the Jets. I just think that even the 13 have so, such a high number. Um, I don't, man, dude, I just don't see the Jets doing anything, to be honest. Jamal Adams is going to have a little vendetta in his, in his uh, corner as far as uh, getting back at the Jets. Greg Williams, if he wasn't, around anymore to uh do something about i got nothing on that one actually let's scratch that greg williams comment but yeah i like to i like
0: seattle uh 13 and a half to be honest man <laughs> i mean man that sums up greg williams as a whole <laughs> i mean let's be real there's nothing to say about the guy he's just a joke he is he's a joke they threw that game i know they didn't purposely throw that game last week i understand that but they threw that game away and the players should be Livid. So, livid with the yeah, coaching. Staff. The fact that Greg Williams is not fired is ridiculous. The only thing I'll say is I'm going to go with the Jets plus 13.5, and, and here's why. All right, Seattle sure. does not blow people out, bro. They just don't. And I know the Jets aren't a normal football team, but they don't. Every game is close. Every single Seattle game is close. Give me the 13.5 points, make Russell Wilson blow you out. And if I'm wrong, I'm wrong.
1: You know, you're right, That That's a good point because Seattle has not had a good uh, against the spread uh, record in the last couple of years. They just—they basically get by in most of their situations. To be honest, even though the Jets are uh, obviously 32th ranked in PFF, and uh, Seattle is number 12. Ah man, dude, I still can't—I just can't—I can't give the Jets enough points to make me feel good about taking them.
0: (laughs) Believe me, it doesn't feel good—that's for sure.
1: So you got this uh, next game on the docket is. Intern, intern head coach versus uh, – should be an intern head coach, but somehow uh, Anthony Lynn still has his job. Uh, the Atlanta Falcons are traveling out to La La Land to play the L.A. Chargers. Atlanta is currently a two-and-a-half-point favorite on the road out in Los, uh, Los Angeles. Man, uh, what do you think? Do you know I mean, by all means.
0: We've actually talked about this game off record, which is kind of weird that we've even talked about this game at all. But uh, the more I've looked at this game, I think I think I like Herbert getting the points. And I didn't at first. I liked Atlanta minus the points only because Anthony Lynn is terrible. Awful. Absolutely like he, awful. He, he's got to be – okay. I know we give Adam Gase a lot of crap, but at least Adam Gase knows how to <laughs> – at least let the defensive coordinator get in the or the defensive coordinator get in the way from when Anthony Lynn has outright lost his game his team three games this year.
1: If not more to be just honest.
0: with terrible situational calling. Yeah. If not more, we don't even know what is all on his shoulders when it came to that. But three games for sure he lost them. 100 percent But I think Herbert's gonna have a field day on this defense.
1: Yeah, that secondary. And I think Atlanta
0: can have a field day too, but I, I just think Herbert is legit, man. I think he's gonna have a field day on this Atlanta secondary. He, I think it's gonna be a shootout. I like the over 49 and a half for sure. Yeah, that's something we, we brought to each With other. With maybe no gurley, though, so no run game possibly. Julio should play, uh, but uh, gurley seems like he's almost guaranteed not to play. So Atlanta's gonna have no running game. It's just gonna be the Chargers throwing the ball versus the Atlanta's throwing or against Atlanta throwing the ball, and not to mention uh, don't the Chargers
1: get Eckler back he's, this week? He's been back. He, he got him back last yeah, week. Didn't yeah, he's he? playing last. Well, he's been playing for two weeks now. Yeah. So.
0: No, no, they just got him back last week. No, right? he
1: played against Buffalo.
0: See, this is how much I don't care about the Chargers, and I tell you weekly. I don't even. I that's terrible to admit. I just I have no dog in the fight when it comes to the Chargers, just because I can't watch Anthony Lynn coach terribly it's everything that's wrong with the nfl Yeah, and before you ask uh, don't even tune into their games and what's crazy is you should want to watch a young rookie quarterback like that but i just cannot watch one guy single-handedly throw away games for a billion dollar franchise i just can't do it
1: and before you ask uh damon tomlinson is still not on the team so <laughs> actually he's in the uh, hall of fame right now so he's a, little, he's a little removed yeah actually uh i think you and i talked about the definitely the over in this game um I, at the end of the day, though, I, I feel like the Chargers got a better defense at Atlanta, and it, I guess I'm a little concerned about Herbert as far as him being shell shocked after last week and getting mollywopped by uh, New England. I mean, we called that though as far as Bill Belichick run the same defense that uh, uh, Brian Flores did against him a couple of weeks ago in uh, Herbert's least least statistical game. Um, if you can bounce back from that, I think it's a good spot. I just, you know, transitive property, the fact that New England tonight just got boat raced by the Rams and yeah, the fact that they did what they did with the Chargers last week, I'm a little, oh, I'm a little anxious, oh, nervous
0: about. All I'm going to say is Tylenol is to a headache as Atlanta's defense is to a shell-shocked quarterback. That secondary is terrible, okay? Like, they're not. They're not Bill Belichick against a rookie quarterback. They're not.
1: That might be your best analogy you ever use. I won't lie to you. That was pretty good. Uh yeah. I, I, honestly, I like the charge with the points. Uh two and a half. Atlanta. I mean, story of the year. Not
0: to, not to mention what has Atlanta done for us to lay points
1: that's what i mean uh
0: this is more just me taking the points with two bad teams i mean i get it atlanta has been playing much better over the past couple weeks yeah they're four and two. Man, to be laying points they're foreign to a team that that if they have even me caught in under the headset they have three more wins
1: i mean three more is... Give me the
0: chargers plus the points
1: man yeah, that's what i'm saying i'll take that all day long too plus i got herbert in my uh You know, we're in in fantasy playoff time right now, so Herbert.
0: For sure, for sure. Uh, On to the next one. Uh, This is an intriguing matchup simply for the fact that we have – Two backups. We have the Taysom Hill-led New Orleans Saints going to Philadelphia to take on the rookie quarterback, making his first-ever start, Jalen Hurts, and the Philadelphia Eagles. I'm curious to see what your thoughts on this one are because I have some thoughts.
1: All right, well – I'll be real quick about it I guess because I want to hear yours but bottom line is I was not a fan of Jalen Hurts in college. I was not a fan of them taking him second second round into Philly. Just for the simple fact that Philadelphia like a second round pick. Unless you you just there's so much I want to say about that situation and I've talked about it on other podcasts but I want to say that, basically, long story short, I don't believe in Jalen Hurts. He has the longest release time. New Orleans is going to feast off him. I think New Orleans is going to just bow race these guys right now. So you say what you got to say, and then I'll, I'll continue.
0: I'm going to say this. This is what I'm going to say. I'm going to get serious for a second. If I'm a Philadelphia Eagles fan, and I'm not even saying this game, we, got, we have what, three games left this year? If I'm a Philadelphia Eagles fan, in three games, Jalen Hurts doesn't show me something that makes me want to play him at quarterback in the future, someone needs to be fired.
1: Why? You should be fired for drafting him in the first place. You just signed a dude. No, for- okay,
0: okay. If you want to draft him, that's fine. Yeah, but you don't, should have been don't, fired but don't, for signing Carson that's Wentz. That's what
1: I'm saying. You don't sign a guy for a well, hundred. Either
0: round. way, you shoot one way you shoot yourself in the foot, no matter what foot it is, you still shoot yourself in the foot because you pay the guy that you clearly don't believe in. You clearly didn't believe in when you took a backup quarterback in the second that's round what I'm saying. for a team that we see has holes everywhere so you already didn't believe him when you paid him then halfway through the season when he struggles because I don't think the struggles are his fault yes he looks he looks anxious in the pocket and he looks like he's scared of any pressure but can you blame him he has Jordan Mailata playing left tackle I mean a third string former Australian rugby player playing left tackle the dude never had started a game before this year I'm, of course he's scared out there. He's running for his life. Wait, weekly. Weird. What?
1: It's, what other team in the NFC has their whole entire starting offensive of line not playing anymore?
0: Hmm. Yeah, but it's not even the fact that they're all hurt. They literally, we all saw this coming. Okay, yeah, we didn't see uh, what's the the tackle getting hurt. We didn't see Austin. What's his name? Uh, I'm talking about Austin Dillon? Is that his name? Whatever the the guy from the left tackle. They their newly acquired left tackle. Of course, yes, we didn't see him getting hurt. But I mean, we had Jason Peters. actually you brought in to replace replace him.
1: You're also missing Lane Johnson.
0: you also yeah. I I understand that, but I'm just saying you're bringing in people that we Jason Peters. He, he the reason you got Austin was to replace him because he couldn't stay healthy. Like what well, what's going on, man? It just doesn't. I don't know. At the end of the day. You want to know what that second round pick could have been used on? Maybe some offensive line? Anything, here. dude. Anything to help, Anything up. other than a backup quarterback. So if this guy comes out in here and he does not perform in these last three games, don't get me wrong. He could have one great game. He could have zero great games. He could have three great games. I don't know. I'm not a fan of the kid. I. I he got – No, hey, I hope I hope he plays great. I just – he got benched for Tua. and and People you. are acting like Tua is the worst thing in the world. Now, I heard someone say Tua is a game-ender today. We've seen him play four games. But what I'm saying is this guy got benched for two on the national championship. He went and played for a genius head coach who literally just got the ball out of his hands as fast as he could because it's yeah, not it. a great decision. But that's maker. just it. J- he
1: doesn't Jalen Hurts, uh fifth year senior at Oklahoma when he played for Lincoln Riley. Jalen Hurts in all of college football had the slowest release time. As far as him getting the ball and making the decision to make a throw, had, right. it was like a four point eight like uh a release time. I just
0: it's- I just think that uh I do think that New Orleans Beats up on him pretty good. Philly has a way – their defense, like, keeps them in games. But I think they cover the seven points. But, yeah, if, if he doesn't show up in these last three games, someone needs to be fired. That's all I'm going to say on it because – I will say that, That's a terrible move. And look, it could be genius. Look, they could have drafted him right now. It's not genius. He could come in and play great over the last three weeks. But you still paid the guy. You just shouldn't have paid him. Then.
1: Here's the thing, though, is – even if they cut them, if at best case scenario, if they cut if they cut Carson Wentz, and granted nobody's going to trade for him because they're not going to take on that contract, if they cut him at best case scenario, the minimum they can actually have to owe him is thirty four million dollars for the season. So they they cut him June first this time next year. Well, not this time, but you know what I'm saying. Like June first in the off season, thirty four million dollars is a cap hit. I don't know if you know this, but the the salary cap is not that high for you to just take a thirty four million dollar hit like that,
0: right? For sure, no, for sure, for sure, for sure. All I'm gonna, but all I'm gonna say again, I just want to counter to something that you said before. We, get, I mean, we're already getting in the rabbit hole here, but I want to, I want to ask you. You don't think that Frank Wright will go trade for this guy into that contract? One hundred percent. Say, listen, because it is because Jalen. Say Jalen Hurts goes crazy. Just hear me okay. out. Okay. Somebody traded for Nick Foles in his contract. I'm not, I mean, let's think about that. I'm going to say this about that. The only reason that Indianapolis
1: makes sense is because, A, Frank Reich was his quarterback yeah. coach before he left. B, they are in a scenario where Philip Rivers – They have unlimited cash, well, right? Well, not quite. If they can get rid of Phillip Rivers and uh, Jacoby Brissett, the two of them combined actually cost more than what that contract with uh, Carson Wentz would cost.
0: For sure. But what, I, what I'm saying is if Hertz does play well – and Philly decides they want to move on long-term. Philly can find a way to do exactly what Jacksonville did. Just bundle a a pick with him. You probably drop, so you bundle maybe a third. They give up, I don't know, whatever they want, plus another draft pick, and you make it happen in that way. You get a pick out of it for picking up his contract. I just think that he's young. He's proved he can do it before. I have a feeling that He's going to be starting for a team next year. I don't know if it's going to be Philly or who, but he's going to be starting next year. You're
1: talking about Wentz? Yeah. Yeah. Uh,
0: I mean, one
1: way or the – Well, you don't, you don't think he's going to be a starter in the league? Anymore? No, I agree. Like I'm saying, like one way or the other, he definitely will be. Um, he's definitely – Right. He's definitely a top 32 quarterback in the league.
0: I just I just feel like if he goes into the right organization, he still can be worked out. I'm not hey. saying he's a great quarterback, but him and, in him and Pittsburgh, him in Indy – him and San Fran, all those sound like spots where he could literally rejuvenate his career and become right back to what he was. I
1: like Indy and I like uh, San Francisco, um, especially with Kyle Shanahan, but Indy more so because Frank Wright was his, uh, you know, guru quarterback coach the whole entire time when they went to that Super Bowl run. I mean, hell, if, sure. if Jared Goff has a job with uh, 38 uh, turnovers and Carson Wentz only has 35, I mean, he's definitely got a spot. to so win games, man.
0: He, you got to win games.
1: Yeah, well... Anyways, before we get back in that rabbit hole, the Washington football team is heading out to, I would say, San Francisco, but it's not in San Francisco. It's back out in Glendale, Arizona, where they're currently playing due to their county laws in in California. Washington, fresh off uh, upsetting the undefeated Pittsburgh Steelers, Washington is a three-point underdog going out to Glendale to play San Francisco. This is a very intriguing game to me, my friend. What do you have to say about this?
0: All right, a couple of things. One, before we move on to the next game, remind me, I have a question for you. Two, I think this is a get-right game for San Francisco. I know Washington, their defensive front seven is legit i understand but you want to know how you disarm a pass rush like their front seven with like a with this mystic run game that sam fran has i know it hasn't worked like the last week or two but i don't know something about them being at home against washington who i still don't think is a great football team yes their defense keeps them in games but something tells me i don't even know what it is 100 percent, i just like sam fran laying the points I like San Fran still. I don't think they're a bad team. Unfortunately, they've been smacked by injuries, I understand, but they're slowly getting healthier and healthier. That defense is getting healthy. Mostert's back. Give me San Fran laying the points. I'm going to close my eyes and hope this one hits here.
1: It's an Alex Smith uh, revenge game himself.
0: Going back to San Francisco, his originators. Uh, Yeah, I mean, is it a revenge game, though? If you didn't do anything, if they didn't do you dirty, I mean, he gave them no choice but to get rid of you.
1: That's a discussion for another day. The guy had four different offense coordinators in four straight years.
0: Yeah, true, that, but, 100%. But, I mean, that could be said about almost all failed first-round quarterbacks. They, it's all the same. The quarterbacks themselves, again, we're going to go down a rabbit hole here, but the quarterbacks themselves are not the problem. It's the situation they're put in. Every time you talk about anybody, not you, I'm not saying you in this conversation, I'm saying anyone, anytime anyone talks about a failed quarterback, there's a failed organization behind them.
1: It's no, I agree. An
0: age-old story. But keep breaking down this game, my bad.
1: Uh, I agree with you. Something about San Francisco always uh, intrigues me. Um, the fact that Washington is probably smelling their own farts after that win uh, against Pittsburgh, San Francisco. I mean, man, I I like Kyle Shanahan a lot. So, yeah,
0: I just feel like if there's anyone that can disarm this front seven. It's Kyle Shanahan.
1: More importantly, too, like he knows he knows a decent amount of that personnel, being the offensive coordinator there not too long Before ago. There, yeah. yeah, uh, yeah, I'll definitely take. I like San Francisco, the minus three, even though Washington's been looking pretty decent lately as of late. You know,
0: they just came off their biggest game of the year. That's just kind of a letdown spot. That's what I'm
1: thinking, too, to be honest. You know, uh, coincidentally, though, Alex Smith, uh, last game against Pittsburgh, he had 296 uh, passing yards. That's the first game since he's been a starter that he has not had over 300 yards
0: passing crazy yeah right
1: good for him man
0: and he looked so terrible coming in that game not not the game before he started but if you guys remember the week before that he played uh no uh his his first he came in halfway through yeah, he came... and then he didn't play the game after that and then the game after that was when he was named the starter
1: yeah, he uh, he, well, he came midway through uh the yeah he back he came in when they benched Dwayne Haskins yeah in the, right? in the Rams game and Aaron Donald
0: just yeah. ate him for lunch and he looked terrible he looked terrible well yeah he didn't even look like he was sturdy on his feet out there then Kyle Allen started then he got hurt and then the next week Alex Smith started yeah he's been going crazy and he looked terrible in that first game who would have thought yeah what a, I mean what a story good for him man but yeah the, so so yeah go ahead, go was ahead say, yeah back, I, I
1: definitely uh I'm definitely going
0: lean in San Francisco on this one. I'm not going to... All right. So before we move to the nightcap, I have a question for oh, you. And hold hold this, on. Hold on. We don't even need to argue about we, it.
1: We missed it. We missed it because it wasn't on the... Uh,
0: oh, yeah. We have to do the uh, Green Bay game. Okay. Well, before we move on to the Green if Bay if game... If you had a question for me. I have a question for you. It all requires a simple yes or no. I'm just curious as to what your question would be. Tomorrow, you wake up on some freaky Friday, and you're in Sean McVay's body, and someone comes to you and says, Can I... Mur- Golf can I- or Wentz? Wentz really
1: you know dude who are you asking right now seriously
0: i know i know you don't like golf but man that bad huh? dude,
1: seriously wow. i literally just said that Wentz has three less turnovers than him in the last you know the same amount of time like dude golf is terrible man i'm sorry even tonight like okay so i thought he looked good tonight. no dude he had a guy that ran for 170 that- yards like it's easy to look good when you have nobody when you have eight people in the box because you're so afraid
0: of that run game golf is terrible dude i'm sorry Sorry, I like golf. I like him a lot. All right, to the Green Bay Detroit game. Green Bay traveling to divisional rivals, the Detroit Lions. Green Bay laying seven and a half. This is almost. Uh, I'm gonna go into this one first. Okay. This was almost my best. best yeah, game. I swear
1: to God, I was gonna say the same exact thing.
0: I like Green Bay a lot. <laughs> this is the perfect teaser spot as well. My favorite tease of the week probably is Green Bay in Tennessee. Um, I I have a couple Tennessee teasers, but I, and so do you. I know you do as well. Um, I like Green Bay and Tennessee in a tease, but I like Green Bay even to cover this, this number regardless. Detroit has nothing to play for. They came back and beat Chicago last week. Hooray, hurrah. Aaron Rodgers is coming to town. Aaron Rodgers is still playing for playoff seeding. Like, they're not secure in exactly where they're going to be, especially with this new playoff format. Now only one team gets to buy, so Green Bay knows they're not getting the buy, but they're kind of trying to figure out exactly where they want to be seated. they
1: could Um, could potentially still get the buy. It depends what New Orleans does.
0: Yeah, I guess you're right. They they could get the buy, true. New Orleans just looks like a freight train. They've won, what, nine and a half? Yeah, I agree. Um, I'm just saying,
1: like, they still they still So
0: they're still playing for seeding. I think they rolled Detroit here badly, like really badly. This might be a thirty-five to seventy game. Be a lot. Seriously,
1: I was going to say the same thing. So Detroit was my uh, lock of the week last week. They're going on that, like you said, like that whole "hurrah, we got a new coach, we're going to play for him." Yeah, that's already uh, done and faded. So Aaron Rodgers is also not 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 them just playing for that first that first round by potentially. Aaron Rodgers is playing for my uh, futures bets on him being an MVP of the league. All right, so <laughs>
0: you got that right. You got that. I mean, seriously. Right
1: he's like, it's between him and it's a state farm commercial. It's him and Mahomes homes right now. I have a chance. So you're saying there's a chance. Yeah. They're going to beat the, beat the doors off Detroit. This game, there's not going to be, it's not going to be close. I mean, it, like I said, it might be like a 35 to 10 game or 35, 14 easily. I, right, I feel right. like for sure. there's not a whole lot to say about this. I mean, Detroit great for you guys. You guys beat up on uh MVP Mitch last week. I mean, granted, like you said, they did come back in uh, you know, win that game when they were down. Uh, I know they had like the strips the strip sack fumble, and all that good stuff. But at the end of the day, they still won the game. But that was their hurrah. Now it's back to reality, and uh, poor Matt Stafford. It's gonna be a
0: yeah. I think we can move on from this one for sure. I think we can move on to the nightcap. This is actually a really intriguing game, and I'm actually really interested to see what side of the of the coin you're on. We have. The fresh off their first loss of the year, Pittsburgh Steelers traveling to Buffalo to play this Bills team. It opened at Pittsburgh minus two and a half and is currently sitting at Buffalo minus one and a half, two a half. Two, depending where you go. What do you think? I'm going to say Buffalo minus one and a half. What do you think of Buffalo minus one and a half?
1: Um, a couple of reasons I like Pittsburgh in this one. For one, they're off that loss. They got it out of the way. They're almost relieved, I feel like. For two, Josh Allen, he he's a good quarterback. I like him. He's still young, but he has definitely had. Uh, he's definitely shown situations where he is not. He's still he, he shows his situation where he's still young. You know what I mean? Like he's he's inexperienced, and I feel like this defense is gonna throw him for a whirlwind. To be honest, I feel like uh,
0: real quick to chime in. Real quick, I don't even know that it's in. He's inexperienced. I just think he's a guy that. Makes one to two gaffes a game. You know what I mean? It comes with who he is. He's a guy that – he's a quarterback that the Bills know what he is. He lives life on the edge. He's down to take shots. <clears throat> he's down to take chances. Yeah, but so, it's gonna bite him in the butt one or two times. Yeah, a
1: but game. when you're taking chances, when TJ Watts coming off the edge, you know, I know Bud Dupree that it. No, I'm
0: not. I'm not even disagreeing with you. I, I agree. I'm just saying I don't think that it's because he, he's inexperienced. I just think that's the quarterback. I'm say, okay, I, mean, that's I don't I don't
1: thinking. mean inexperienced. I mean like the fact that he doesn't. I mean he's still like on his rookie contract, so obviously he does not have a lot of whole right for sure. right, 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 right. But right. you can't do that. You can't do that when you got, you know, Mika Fitzpatrick going off the, uh, you know, picking you off or you know spying on you. Like it's there's. Too much with Pittsburgh's defense that I feel like that just can mess with them that I like the points with Pittsburgh. I feel like, like I said, they, they got the loss other, uh, their way. They almost like feel relieved, I guess, but definitely give me points. I'm, I'm definitely taking Pittsburgh with the points. I think they come back and win this game. For
0: sure. For sure. Yeah. So for me on this one, I'm taking Pittsburgh in the points as well. And this is like another perfect tease opportunity if you can get it at two and tease Pittsburgh up, or even one and a half and tease them up to over a touchdown plus eight,
1: eight and a half.
0: I mean, is there? I don't see a world where Buffalo beats them by more than seven. I just don't.
1: Yeah, I mean, it would take some like special team defensive touchdowns, some, something like that, for Buffalo to pull something off like that. And th-
0: and this is also the perfect defense to your offense. Right against Buffalo is not a great defense. They have pieces, but they're just not a good collective defense. There's not many in the league that are good. No, they. We just. I mean. I mean, we just watched them. I mean, play okay, I guess against uh, what was that? That was on prime time. San, day. San they Francisco. Played, they played, um, San Francisco. San Francisco. I mean, they they played okay, but again, that's a beat up. That's a beat up offense, and they didn't look spectacular. Anything I they looked like gangbusters. You know what I mean? There's
1: Nick Mullins who is uh, so, exactly. Southern Miss Prime versus Ben Roethlisberger now who has Super Bowl caliber. You know, acclimates.
0: Not to mention pieces all over the field in a. And a very angry football team. I mean, I'm sure they're so, I'm sure they're pissed off that they lost to Washington last week. Did
1: you hear? uh you hear Tomlin? At you home. hear Mike Tomlin's uh, inter- uh, interview talking about the wide receivers dropping? Yeah, talking about how they suck. Yeah, talking about the wide receiver dropping the ball. They if they don't want to catch the ball. We'll find somebody that wants to. They're, 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 <laughs> that, it
0: seems like they've had costly drops for the last they, three or four weeks. You know,
1: they actually lead the league in drop passes right now.
0: Which is so crazy with the talent they have. To watch, Seriously. But they throw the ball so much. So, I mean, I guess that could be a little skewed. But yeah, it could be. An, it's obvious that they have a dropping problem. It's obvious that they dropped the ball.
1: It's 32nd in the league. I think the next closest one was uh, the Jets.
0: Wow. Yeah. All right. Well, moving on, moving on to Monday night. Another intriguing game that I cannot wait to eat your take on. We have the Baltimore Ravens.
1: Wait what? Wait, so what? So why, why, why am I always on the hot takes all, all on these big games like this? I want to hear your take on this I, because I, fi-
0: I just I just love hearing your takes on your on like good friends teams, man. I I love asking you a question about Mikey P's team. I love asking you a question about the Baltimore Ravens going to Cleveland, laying two and a half as favorites, taking on Kevin's Cleveland Browns. Yes. The nine and three Cleveland Browns. You heard me right, Kev. I know your heart skips a beat every time you hear it. Stay safe, my friend. What do you think about this one, Jake? And stay
1: fr- stay safe, my friend. <laughs> That's fantastic. Uh, sorry, Kevin. I'm sorry. But like uh, a snake handler that uh, <laughs> is immune to venom, I am immune to taking Cleveland against a good defense. I feel like Baltimore is going to go into Cleveland and I have it at two points over here. So I feel like Cleveland, I feel like Cleveland is just not, it's Baker, dude. It's Baker. I cannot, man, I cannot. I'm sorry. I know he looked good against Tennessee last week. I know he put up crazy numbers last week what do you have like over 300 yards and four touchdowns in the first half
0: yes yeah and you
1: and i were texting i said this is not baker mayfield this is an alien that took over his body and did not do his homework on it because he is looking way better than baker would ever look on the football field right now he actually hit
0: wide open passes for once he i mean that was not baker i just don't do you want to hear something so crazy always we have the same handicap for this game my friend all this comes down to for me is I also love Baltimore. Again, almost my best bet of the week. I thought about it. But this is not is this not the perfect spot to fade Baker Mayfield? Seriously. I mean He he comes off the game of his life last week. He's celebrating in the end zone, taking pictures of people walking down the runway, flailing his arms around, chasing people downfield. I can just see it now. A pissed off Baker Mayfield. Maybe he's got a mustache this weekend or something. Probably nice. Try clean shave. You know, they're nine and three sitting on the sideline he's got his hat on and he just looks miserable because that's that's what happens when the browns lose it's always we panda baker on the sideline he's got three turnovers he's looking miserable he couldn't even hand the ball off to hunt or Chubb the right way like this is the perfect time to fade baker mayfield and, and you know me i like the browns actually i, I do I, I root for the Browns. i like 20 uh, weirdly enough i do i like 21 of the 22 of their players exactly so I'm, i mean. hey all I'm gonna say is Baltimore minus two and a half. It just doesn't seem like they're laying enough. I know they're on the road, but that doesn't mean much these days. I would just say, give me Baltimore minus the point.
1: The only thing, the fact that they play Tuesday. I mean, they put the JV team in after halftime when they played my Cowboys, but the fact that they're they're off a Tuesday game, which is you know unique. They've just had a they've had a, a funky schedule themselves. Baltimore, as far as like playing that Wednesday, that felt like a, a college bowl game type situation when they play at threes yeah it was weird it's really weird that's the only thing that would maybe give me a little pause but i'm sorry everybody i'm sorry my m M&M m smasher i'm sorry kevin i'm sorry for everybody else that's a browns fan baker is not <laughs> baker is not good i mean you played a tennessee defense that's ranked 28th in the league as far as overall defense last week i I do
0: want to give baker some credit this was the biggest no 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 we're not going to sit here and bash baker i will bash baker and say that this is the perfect time to fade him, but i'm not going to act like he played yes tennessee's defense is not great but we don't get to go into a week and say there's no way baker's going to beat tennessee titans and then he throws four touchdowns in the first half we don't get to come on here and say it was against it right you're right it might have been but he played great he did what they asked him to. He caught that defense off guard. They thought they were going to run the ball, and he threw it all over him. He looked great. All I'm saying is I'm not even saying he's terrible. He's just another up-and-down quarterback. There's ebbs and flows to this, and I will bet on there being a nice drop-off from last week's performance because if there's one thing we know about Baker, it's all the emotion, and he just rides waves. So he gets real high, and then as soon as it starts going bad, he gets real low give me the two and a half with her lay the two and a half take ball that was I think it's pretty
1: that simple. was so poetic
0: that was that was beautiful i would say this though i'm on a roll today my friend I know you're back after a long break it's been two weeks uh i didn't get to see you guys on thanksgiving you had to do a solo episode last week i mean it's terrible i felt good today i mean I, I, you killed it you killed it i don't think there's much more we need to go over i don't think there's much more we need to go over with that being said is there anything else you want to say
1: Missed you a lot, my friend. I won't lie to you. Last week was a little rough. Uh, it is what it is, but uh, yeah, let's not let's not make that a habit, my friend.
0: You held it down. You killed it. I appreciate you uh, holding on the fore of my absence. With that being said, I will say thank you guys so much for your support. It's it's amazing. Follow us on Twitter at fanpovpod at fanpovpod. Same thing. I just like to spell it different for you guys. You know. Everybody hears differently. With that being said, hey, real, thank hey, you so hey, much. Hey, real I'm going to throw it to Jake, and hey. we're out of here.
1: No, no, real quick, buddy boy. we got to go over our best bets. So I got
0: Indianapolis minus three, and you have? I have the Buccaneers minus six and a half. Yeah,
1: you thought about that for a second. You almost forgot. I did right.
0: almost forget. I'm rushing us out of here. That's on me. Thank you guys so much. Take care. Let's go!